everybody. Welcome to episode 107 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashir Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, mm-hmm. director. No? Okay. So we have... Has that ever worked for you? No. Any week that you've tried that with me? No. Do you ever get the response that you're desiring? No, but Yet if you I... you continue to do it. If I, if I based our whole relationship on that, I would never say or do anything ever. Well... <laughs> There's a a rabbit hole that I'm not jumping down into. Um, So we have some exciting news. Yes. And what exciting news is that? Would you like to tell the fine folks? Well, you seem pretty amped up, so I'll let you do it. I am amped up about it. You're going to let me do it? It's early morning, so. All right. We um, are officially part of the MoGraph Podcast Network, Mm -hmm. um, Mm MoGraph.com. We're very excited. It's been in the works, and um, we are excited and thrilled to finally announce the fact that we will be on their network. Um, Matt and Dave are great guys. I love yeah. what they're doing over there, the MoGraph.com. Um, and to be part of that is uh, very exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to um, it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have let you do that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's exciting. So check it out, MoGraph.com. That's uh, slash podcasts. Um, so we're, you know, we're the first. We're the first. The OGs. Until they kick us off, yeah. 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 Until they're like, listen, you guys, we didn't expect that you guys would suck this much. So yeah. thanks, but no thanks. We would bring way more of a response. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe it's best that we part ways and just, <laughs> you know, try to find happiness individually. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we'll I'd be like, like, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to reach out to any new listeners from there and say the usual, you know, if you, if you people out there have films or stuff you want us to watch, send it our way. Go yeah. Gorilla Film Cast. <laughs> dot com. I really should have just taken the reins on that one. Although usually we communicate with people through the uh, Instagram, which is Go Gorilla Film, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. I'm a fan of the Instagram. But Instagram's where combos. we do most of our communication. So, yeah. so um, they, they took us in. They did. Like orphan children off, they did. off the podcast row. They were like, oh. It's it's gonna rain tonight. Uh. And their their podcast is they do they actually do a live YouTube show. Well, they're way cooler than us. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they do it every Monday around one ish. I think you have to we double don't, check. Uh, we don't pretend to be as cool as as the MoGraph no. guys. I usually we're I'm, aware. I'm usually in the in the chat while they're podcasting. I've been following MoGraph for years. Yes, actually, um, and uh, uh, we've been lucky enough to meet. Matt and Dave on several occasions when they come out to New York and mm-hmm. we communicate online and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's our that's our announcement. We're very excited. And um, if you're new to the show, welcome. Yeah. Let us bore you for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. Welcome. And we're sorry. <laughs> I thought we were getting punked when they asked us to be on the network. Yeah. I was like, this is really mean. Yeah. It's you guys just... are super mean. And I, I didn't take you to to be this cruel, Matt, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we, we welcome all new listeners and we're, uh, we're excited to be on here. Yep. And to Check see out our where back. it takes us. Yeah. Check out our back catalog. We have some great interviews with uh, a lot of industry type folks yep. and indie type folks yep. and all that stuff today. However, it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about some things we saw and just, watched. Just today's exciting. <laughs> Today, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, the rest have been like, Meh, it's okay. <laughs> Today, woo, it's exciting. All right. Um, you're thrilling. Yeah. I love how you say that you're both excited and thrilled to do something. And I'm like, that's pretty much the same thing. Right. But communi- communitively, 
or come, <laughs> you know, it, together. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. What's that word I'm thinking of? Stupid. No. You, you said stupid wrong. I love you. God knows why. <laughs> you can't. Can you? Astronomy science. <laughs> That's that's an inside joke, um, but that it was right right in that uh... cars and Parker. <laughs> cars and Parker. You have an issue with words. Yeah. On the spot. You know what it is. I I I uh, <laughs> usually I'll have one or two words I want to say, and they usually get jumbled up. Yeah. You, you did that other one like recently where you tried to call out a bad driver, and you called him something really weird, and I can't remember what it was because you were trying to insult him in two different ways at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, I do that. Um, <laughs> once we were in a car and you were trying to say something about the ways that the cars were parked or something. And you just were like, your tongue went on this tangent mm. of just, <laughs> you would, is, is the cars in Parker? And I was like, that's definitely not a word. Yeah. So cars and Parker has been, that's been pretty long running joke. Mm-hmm. About a decade. We've had that one going. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. You got a new one. Yeah. All right, so um, we well, first of all, well, second of all, actually, because first of all was was the the MoGraph news, but secondly, I guess we'll just boast or or gloat or do some self promotion. A vital sign made it into the Skyline Film Fest. Yes, which I believe is in Virginia. Yep. Ironically, we um, submitted to a lot of festivals that we could actually go to this year. Yeah. Normally, we just submit to whatever, and uh, if we can that make it, we can make it. For but, us. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, shout out to shout out to those guys. Um, I think the gaffer had yeah. made it into there as well, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't get and we didn't get to go to that one. And so this time we were like, we really want to go because it's yeah. a drivable distance. It'll take we'll be there in like seven hours. And yeah, it's funny because we, COVID. we so. genuinely intended on going to like pretty much every festival th- yeah. that we got into because we like I said we just submitted to all the close ones. But That's here we are. Probably not going to happen. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that sucks, but like, yay, we got in, but it sucks that we probably won't be able to go. I don't know. It's September, unless there's some miraculous break in COVID cases by then. I, I, you know, I would still be masked. You know what I mean? Like if we went, I'd, I'd probably be the only person in the room that they'd be like, oh, one of these. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. I'd rather look stupid and take my, (laughs) lower my percentage, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see what goes with that. Um, I wanted to give a uh, episode shout out. I was supposed to do this last week and I totally forgot because I'm a gimp. And um, so we had uh, done an interview for Film One Fest. Uh, they had their festival had to go. We were Neptune was accepted, but they had to do online like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so they had interviewed us and. So they're doing blocks, I believe it's on Tuesdays, every Tuesday for like four weeks. Mm-hmm. And they show a bunch of um, kind of micro shorts. I don't think anything was longer than a couple minutes, maybe four or five minutes tops. And so there was this uh, uh, a documentary short. It was three minutes, something like that. And um, it was, I, I reached out to uh, to the guy that that was running it and that was in, runs this program and was in the documentary and who it was about. And um, so... His name is Bully Sitella. Pretty sure I got that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he's part of an organization called Vukanima Africa, which is also uh, short. It's VUMAs for short. And it's a, it's a community sort of service in South Africa. And so they do like they actually do other things that are completely unrelated, like garbage, like they'll pick mm. up garbage and try to clean up the community. But one of the things that he did that this documentary documentary was about that I thought was really cool was he does something called Vuma Pop-Up Cinema. And so basically in the township that he's in, in South Africa, there's um, no cinemas. There's no way to watch movies, mm-hmm. which is just something you don't think of. Like you just assume that everybody's watched movies and everyone yeah. has the ability to watch movies. But in in these townships, it's like there's no electricity. There's no, no you know, the TVs are not had and cable and all this stuff. And so a cinema is really not going to be a priority in these communities. And so he started up a, like a pop-up cinema so that the kids could watch movies, mm-hmm. things that they've not seen. Like yeah. some, this is the first time for a lot of these kids. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so it's V-U-M-A pop-up cinemas. Uh, so you can look that up. It's also on Facebook, Vuma pop-up cinema on Facebook. I'll link all this stuff in the show notes. Yeah, and you can reach out to him. He doesn't have like a um, a uh, donation page, but I think if you just reach out to him, because I just emailed him. And mm. um, so you can donate. I think a lot of their uh, equipment was donated because I know he talks about like certain companies a lot. Yeah phone nokia i think is one of the sponsors or something like that red bull and stuff so uh you know if you want to donate that that would be really awesome because he's he's doing good stuff so um yeah just wanted to just wanted to talk about that for a second give him a shout out um so we saw two things one of them i was present for so you're mostly going to do the review on that yes yeah that's correct so do it do it okay well um dark finished up Mm -hmm. um you know, and let me just, a quick side note about foreign shows when they do this is that they have a, a specific arc and they stick to it mm-hmm. versus something like, um, I don't know, like a Lost, for example, which had like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, uh, a great concept, but they just wanted to keep it going and keep it going and whatever. And, and... Well, if I may intercept, <clears throat> I had read that the creators of Lost had only intended that show to be three seasons. Right. The network. That's what exactly was it, my point. Seven seasons. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe seven seasons or something. Something just insane. Yeah. That I think I dropped off after five. Yeah. Gave that like a solid five years of my life before I was like, you know what? There's just no end to this and yeah. I can't do it anymore. And I gave up. And then someone had told me what had happened at the end. And I was like, fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a lot of that's network shit because they see, oh, there's a fan base and then they just bleed it dry. But yeah. the creators really only intended that to be three seasons. And it's really unfortunate because it makes the creators look bad. It looks like, oh, these these people that mm-hmm. made that show. But like, no, the, the way they intended it probably would have been a really, really good show. Yeah. But the you know yeah you you done killed it okay go ahead dark go yeah. ahead <clears throat> so i was i was you know it's it's kind of bittersweet right because i love the show but at the same time <clears throat> and you want more of it but you know it's over but it's probably a good thing you know because you keep something like that going and it's like okay what are they doing this year you yeah. know it's crazy but anyway the show i love the show i think it's brilliant it's probably one of the best sci-fi shows of the modern era or ever i guess i don't know but very confusing you need kind Listen, of like a chart to pay attention. But at I the end of the I day, it's interesting, though, because you don't really need to because 
Speak for yourself, sir. Well, no, because at the end of the day, you can follow the story to its ending. And and there's there was nothing about it, about the main plot that I was confused about. I understood. I don't want to give much away, but I understood what was happening in that regards. And, and this is how they ended it. And this is why it ended. And this is the, the outcome of that. Now, there's all these little side stories that are happening and, 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 and all of the kind of repercussions of the stuff. And this person's this person's parent and, and all this all that stuff is very complicated to keep track of, and some some of it you may I know there's certain aspects of it that I've lost, but it didn't it's weird because it didn't take away from the main story, which I still followed fairly easily. You know what I mean? I mean, no, okay, because Fair enough. <laughs> I had questions for you, and you were like, "I don't know, yeah, and then I was like, but okay, so this one is this one, I don't know." So I think you were way more confused by stuff than you're letting on. No, I definitely was very confused I... by stuff. But but the point I'm making is that it's it all becomes part of the one bigger plot. And so... Yeah, sure. But my thing is that if you're going to incorporate details and details that are... That do serve a purpose. There's there's meaning behind these details, even though they may not make up the bulk of the story and, you know, whatever... Um, then things need to be clear that the, the, like, look, the show looks beautiful. It's one of the, the most, uh, on a cinematography level, it's probably one of the best that, that Netflix has. A lot of those foreign shows, they just do well with that. I don't oh, yeah. know. Just, I don't know what, I don't know if it's all cameras, the overcast. The cameras they got on just those work other differently in <laughs> Europe. I don't know. Um, but so it looks great. The performances are great. Makeup effects. Everything is, is great. The problem for me with the show is that it's like it's the whole like there's too many queens in one castle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You have too many characters that are very important. It's not like, oh, well, this character is not that. All the characters are important because they all interlock into the story and they'll come back and then you don't see. And then and so it's like too much of a good thing. And I think that's what is that you have all these interesting characters. If they had had half the amount of characters in that show, it might have been a little bit easier to follow. I really I guess for me, if I had known going in that the story was going to be this complex, I would have had a chart. Yeah. And part of part of this is just being a stupid American in that the names start to get confusing because they are similar. Yeah. So they'll have like, and I'm, I'm just making up names here, but they'll have like Eunice and Jonas. Those are two completely different people. And yeah. you're like, wait, who? What's happening? And so you start to lose track of who that person is. And I know some people have actually had to watch, they, they're watching it with charts. They've had mm-hmm. to write charts down of people's names and who they are. I mean, this would be like a, a craft project, a picture of the person, a picture of their, their current self, their past self, their self yeah. in the 40s when they got dropped back into the wrong time zone and they somehow existed there now. Uh, yep. And so that was, that's like more on me that I think I probably would have really liked the show if I had known to go in. Mm-hmm. With a chart. Yeah. It's you, if you really want to pay attention to every single character and pay attention to what their purpose is, you're not doing that off memory unless you're some kind of savant. Yeah. But it's a brilliant show. I mean, just the, the, the audacity to take such a bold concept and such a complicated story and, and, and make it and, and have it be successful. It's a very successful show. Yeah. Um, Especially here in the States. And it's, you know, I felt a like a show. total, I, that show makes me feel like a dingbat because I yeah. just didn't go in 
prepared. So I was like, what? That's great. I'm so I'm confused. just waiting for the American version in which oh. was, you know. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one. It's going to be like eight seasons long. And they'll and dumb that down. Yeah. Like, wait, they'll go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and just be yeah. like, there's two characters just jumping between time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably try to, we'll destroy that, I'm sure. But Something. either way, I, I highly, highly recommend it if you're into like any, you know, time travel, sci-fi stuff and uh, beautiful cinematography. Yeah. Because like you said, it's a gorgeous show. Tis gorge. Yeah. Um. So there's another show that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have, <clears throat> I don't know how you're going to fit all of these little pics on our Instagram. <laughs> We're just, Figure it out. Some, some people are just not going to get in. I, I don't know. Um, so another show that we watched that we totally forgot to talk about was Homecoming. Yes. And um, <clears throat> so this is the second season, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, we did, I believe we did talk about the, fr- we did uh, review the first season. We did. And um, we liked the show, the first one, but I, I, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was good, but I, I didn't love the show. And so that's why when the second one came out, because it's been out for a little while, I was like, oh, I'll get to it, I guess. And um, so uh, directors are Sam Esmail and um, Kyle Patrick Alvarez. Um, and Sam Esmail did uh, Robot, Mr. Robot. That's right. And uh, so... This series was uh, with uh, uh, Stephen James, um, Hong Chow. Uh, wait, was Hong Chow in this one? Yeah, wasn't she? Uh, I believe so. I think she was in this one. It's weird because when you go on IMDb, they're kind of like all, they yeah. just cram everybody in it who was in either, you know, uh, at, anyway, uh, anyway uh, <clears throat> Janelle Monet was the Julia Roberts for this season. She was kind of like the focus. And then Stephen James, who played Walter Cruz, was in the first one. So like his story was in the first one and then came into the second one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is really interesting because normally... When I'm like, okay, I like the show, but I wasn't like blown away or whatever. I tend not to go back to it, but I went back to it because I do like Janelle Monet. I think she's a really good actor. And the second one, uh, Walter Cruz's character really like it was like in the first one, it was more like the introduction mm-hmm. of what how he got into the position that he got into and right. what they were using, how they were using this medication and all this other stuff. Yeah. Then the second one, it really starts to come out. Right. And so there was a lot of stuff that was explained in the second season, Yeah. which I really enjoyed. And then they added, you know, uh, Janelle Monet's character. They added this second, you know, this other uh, aspect of the story into yeah. it, but they went back into what was going on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I really like that. Yeah, Hong Chao was her was, was the uh, assistant or whatever. Right? No, she was uh, Janelle Monae's girlfriend, wasn't she? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she was, was also the assistant. Yeah, or whatever. she was run. Yeah, she was running all the stuff yeah, there. Yeah. But <clears throat> so she was trying to get into. She was trying to be more assertive and, mm-hmm. and be part of this the the whole thing. And um, uh, Chris Cooper. Yeah, his character had we get to see that he had created this thing like with most stuff it wasn't intended for what they wound up using it for and so now there's this whole moral aspect of the story that he has Mm -hmm. to battle um i really like i'm i'm really a fan of stephen james i thought he did a really really good job i'd like to see him in more stuff um like our podcast (laughs) uh well just that i've i've not seen a lot of his other work um i remember he was in that race film um He's been in a bunch of stuff. I think he was in Salma also. So um, I have to kind of go back and, and look through his work because mm-hmm. he was really, really good in this. And uh, Janelle did really good. Everybody did 
a great job. Yeah. And I liked where the story, the story this season, I thought was much more interesting than the first season. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was definitely more interesting, but I feel like the first season kind of had to happen to kind of lay the groundwork. Exactly. That's why I'm <clears> saying I can't, I can't shit on it too much, but it took the second season for me to appreciate the first season, mm -hmm. I guess. The reason why <clears throat> this is like dark, it's on me. I thought that you need home... a chart for all your shows. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is what I didn't need a chart for, but I thought this was going to be like Black Mirror. Mm. I thought this was Hulu's yeah, Black yeah. Mirror. And well, no, so... it's uh, Amazon. Oh, sorry, Amazon. Yeah, whatever. Same shit. Yeah. Well, companies that are taking over. Um, so I thought that this was their version of Black Mirror. And so that this episode was the story. And so when it ended, I was like, okay. Yeah. I just felt like, all right, we went on this huge, incredibly like detailed story that was slow paced yeah it was a, a very slow paced season and then i thought well that's it like that's what we waited for i did not know that it was going to con the story would continue into the second season yeah. it would have been different i think i would have liked it a lot more if i was like okay i'm gonna get answers next season because yeah. I, I don't mind slow pace i don't mind a lot of detail if i know that the rest is coming but i thought this was like every episode was going to be about a different topic yeah and so i was like what and then all that other stuff started to come in and then the ending of this where where mm. um walter cruz's character takes it bravo sir i didn't see that coming yeah i was like all right that's pretty cool um it's basically you know there's a lot of like mind erasing yeah kind of stuff which is you know quite terrifying when you when you uh take something and then you're like oh the, your whole life as you knew it every person in it no idea i yeah. don't know who any of those people are anymore yeah i had made a comment to you that about it but I, I find it so interesting when people like you know there's a lot of content out there that has that amnesia aspect to it you wake up you don't know who you are where you are what's happening and you got to puzzle it all you know piece it all together mm -hmm. as you go through and then you find out what happened and um not that Chanel Monet's character was a bad, bad guy or whatever, but it's interesting when it's not just about figuring it out. It's about figuring out who you, who you are and finding out that who you are may not be something that you're happy with not knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that, that disconnect when you have this amnesia and you, and you know what's right or wrong and you have these base level kind of instincts. And then you find out that you may or may not have done something that is... Like, oh, wow, I can't believe I did that sort of thing. And I still think Black Mirror did, took that to the Yeah, well, the that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's, that episode's one of my favorites for that, for that, and many was other the reasons. was the episode we saw, I think. Yeah. Or was it the pig one? I don't remember which one was first. I don't first. remember. It was don't pretty, remember. it was pretty early on, and I just thought like, oh. Yeah. You know, because they, they, <laughs> Black Mirror Tangent, uh, they had done such a good job at getting the audience to sympathize with, with that character. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when it is revealed that she's a terrible person, you're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a great concept. You're rooting for her or, or at least rooting for her safety, you yeah. know, the, the entire time. At least, yeah, yeah. At the very least you're empathizing and then you're like, you know, you hit with it and you're like, oh, she's a terrible person. And, uh, but then that also raises another question of, does that make this, do two rights make a wrong? Right. So is making her live through this. Right. What's, you know, the moral <clears throat> standpoint of that, is this really necessary? Um, that's subjective. Yeah. That's subjective. Um, so yeah, we, I, I really enjoyed the second season. If you haven't seen, I don't know if they're doing another one. I feel like this story is done. I don't know. I don't know. They may continue with it. I didn't look up to see if it was going to keep going. Yeah. I don't know. 
It may or may not. I don't know. But if you haven't watched it, then I, I would suggest going through both seasons and knowing that it, you do get answers in the second it season. seems like three seasons is like popular kind of. It may, I, you know, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know what they're doing with it. I have no idea. Speaking of seasons, um, Ozark has been axed, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so the next season, four? Be the last one. Have three seasons. Uh, will be a two-parter. So they'll drag that out. So yeah. last season, but two, two and a half years or something like that of that last season. I'm assuming unless they release them months apart, which would be nice. Please do that. Yeah. I don't want to be watching this show till 2024. Like, just... Yeah. Like... <laughs> Let's just do, you know. So that's what um, happens when it, when somebody, pro- I mean, I don't know the, any of the back backstory to that, but I would imagine they're like, nope, f- four seasons in. And they're like, all right, well, it's popular, so we got to figure out how to, you know. It's like when you do a trilogy, but then you make the last movie two yeah, things. Yeah, just, just release the whole fucking thing. So it's like 14 episodes. They're releasing them in seven episode blocks. And I, I don't know how far apart. That I don't know. But I hope it's not a year apart. Yeah. That's stupid. I'll watch it, but that's stupid. <laughs> I'll drag it out into 2023 or four or whatever, but it just, please don't. Um, I'm a fan of shorter um, lifespans for shows because it just, it lets the story be more focused. Yeah, yeah, but there's, the comments were overwhelmingly siding with the fact that, oh yeah, they don't know a good thing when they have one. I'm pretty sure they do. It's ironic that people say that because it's like, no, that's why it's ending. Um, This is the conundrum as a writer for me where I, I'm always tempted to simplify a concept because I'm like, so many people aren't going to get it. And then a few people do get it. And then I'm like, do I, do I really, should I have to cater to the majority of people that won't get it? It sucks. But that's I say the, no. I, that mindset drives me crazy when I'm reading this article about Ozark and there's just this overwhelming response of negativity on how, you know, they don't realize that they have like, no, they trust this. These people do yeah. for a living. OK, they know what they're doing they're, they, This, These are very calculated moves. These shows cost a shit ton of money to make. Uh, this isn't an accident. Yeah, uh, there there may be circumstances which with uh, disagreements and, and things sure. like that that cause that. But like, come on, like how you really think that this show should drag on for a fucking decade? Like, yeah. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> the same people complain that that it went too far. Exactly, but it just, ugh, it just drives me nuts. It's like, look, the story is. I think that they're done. You know, this next season, that should be it. There's just so much of this you can take, especially a show like this, because they are functioning under the most unrealistic of circumstances. It's entertaining, no doubt, but this doesn't happen to people, okay? These people don't exist. Nobody almost dies 47 times. That doesn't happen. You're fucking dead, okay? When you start messing around with cartels, you're dead. You don't almost die and then almost die again. You don't get kidnapped for an hour and warned and let go. That's not how cartels work need to get on some really dark sites like I have. They function in a really different manner. And it's not like this. Again, entertaining, sure. Mm-hmm. It's Jason Bateman, and I don't ever want to see anything bad happen to him. But you got you to gotta let that go after yeah. a while. It's, we've been ringing the bell for a couple of years, and it's time to just put it in a drawer mm-hmm. and enjoy the show. And the story was good, great. Okay, and now it's done. So there's that. We saw a documentary. I've been waiting for this documentary. I'd Mm. seen the trailer like a couple months ago and I was like, yes. And then I forgot about it Mm -hmm. because I have a gajillion films on my list and 
actually, I just want to talk about something. If anybody out there has the Acorn TV, if you could just let us know what you think of it. Mm. Because there's a lot of stuff. They, um, it's a BBC Don't they thing. offer a free trial or yeah, anything? Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, was, I can't watch all these shows in a you know five-day period or whatever. Like, what am I, the hell am I going to do with that? Well, sure, I, you I can don't just know sign that up it's, it's, and then cancel. Yeah, but I won't have time to go through the shows. So mm. why would I can't I'm start watching a show and be like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess it ends at episode four for me. I'll never know what happens. I'd rather have the, the channel or whatever you'd call it. Um, but I just don't know if it's worth it. So I don't know if anybody out there is uh, a member. If they, you know, There's like maybe three or four shows on there that I'm interested in, but I can't watch them. So right. I don't know. Do with that. Do let us know. Yeah. Do let us We'd know. We'd like to know. Um, okay, so back to the documentary. I was prepared to watch this by myself. And then I just said, like, do you think you might want to see this? And you semi-begrudgingly were like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch no, that. That looked interesting. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, usually your answer is like, no, that's okay. That's all right. Hmm. So only getting some resistance is, it's, it's a step up for you with, yeah. with the docs. And so it's a, a film called The Paint, Painter and the Thief. And um, it was uh, directed by Benjamin Ree, who I tried to reach out to, but he didn't answer me back, you know. Just like that. What are you going to know? Because I thought this was really, really, really good. So there's two main characters in it, which is um, Barbara uh, Kaiselkova. Nailed it. I want to say it's Kaiselkova. And Carl Bertil Nortland, which goes by Bertil. Mm-hmm. Most of the street doesn't really go by Carl. Um, so Barbara is an artist and she's she does so, sort of like that um, hyper-realistic type oil painting, which is she's so good. my freaking favorite. Um, I never <laughs> I never understood people paying just these like, exuberant amount of money for painting of flowers in a vase, right? Mm. Oh, well, you know, Kyle Saronarik painted this in the 1600s all right i mean it's a vase with flowers in it yeah it looks like a lot of other vases with flowers in it i personally wouldn't pay two million dollars for that but to each his own yeah um i guess like i have a hard time believing that that vase speaks to you yeah but maybe it does i don't know you, you speak another language and you look at that and you're just like the petals the way the petals fell it's touching. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, for me, in terms of famous artists, like if I was a gajillionaire, I would I would go out of my way to try to own a painting by Frida, possibly even Diego. Diego uh, was a great artist, but I personally thought Frida was better. I, I love her work. And yes, OK, if I had a lot of money, I would pay two million dollars <laughs> for anything Frida did. But like the vase with the flowers, the dog sitting by the river. Yeah. Those like to me, they look like paint by numbers, kind of like Bob Rossi things. And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't. Mm. I, I th- that hyper realistic type of oil painting where it literally looks like a huge photograph because yeah. the it, and it's so much of that is in shadowing. It's just yeah. learning how to shadow and learning um, just how to work with your color palette to get that tone. So she's one of those artists that has this hyper realistic kind of way of painting and she's dark mm. Uh, there was a, a quote, I think, by Bertil, where he says that she does the kind of painting that people wouldn't hang in their house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, speak for yourself, because I would. Yeah. No, no, the baby she's holding is dead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
No, I got that. I'm just saying it was beautifully painted and I'm, I'm going to hang that up. So, okay. My God. Yeah. This is this just is fascinating. <sighs> it's so fascinating. Cause the, all right. So the idea is that this paint, this painting, it gets stolen in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. There's video. Literally. <laughs> yeah. There's video of it. There's these two fucked up, like, you know, uh, not like fucked up, like they're, ba- I mean, they are fucked up, but <laughs> they are messed up on drugs and they, and they, <laughs> that was the most PG way of saying junkies, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's essentially what we're dealing yeah. with. Here. Yeah, I guess so. So two junkies break into this, um, art gallery and they steal the, these two paintings. Yes. And, uh, that are on the window, no less. Like yeah. they're leaning facing out of a window. So it, you could see this happening. Yeah. And they have, vi- they have video of it all and, and they were able to identify the people that, stole the painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so it comes time for the court and the painter, what was her name? Barbara. Barbara. She approached Bertel and um, wanted to start a dialogue with them, which is just fascinating to me. Well, he was on trial, I guess, for he'd been in jail. I guess he did eight yeah, years. Yeah. That was the part that we missed. I don't know if he did eight years for stealing the painting or if he had been in eight years for something else. And right. then this was brought on to him or something. And so she was at the at that trial, which is, you know, in, in Europe, it's, it's just, it's like three people in a room for yeah. like, for like major theft, yeah. <laughs> still just this really chill atmosphere. And she wanted to approach him and she did. And in the most polite way for someone who'd stolen, you know, such a, it's a major work, uh, she's like, Hey, uh, can I talk to you and then maybe paint you <laughs> like, just, yeah. The most European approach yeah. to that. And so there's this um, friendship that kind of yeah. blossoms between them in this weird kind of way. I mean, because the thing is, is he was so fucked up. He doesn't remember even really doing it. He remembers parts of it, but he doesn't remember where the painting is. Yeah. And that was one of her he questions. He had one. Yeah. He had one and someone else had another. And someone else had another. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil this one because it, it kind of did just come out. Yeah. Um. So I won't spoil it. I really want to. Yeah. Because what happens it's crazy. at the end is crazy, but um, something happens. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But basically, he he took one and the other person took the other. Mm-hmm. And um, we never knew who, who had what. So she kept asking, like, which one did you get? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't, I, don't right. I don't think he remembered. Or did he remember? He didn't remember. He didn't remember. But uh, the thing is, is that these two paintings were like being auctioned for like 20,000. Kronos? Yeah, whatever they're, whatever they're currencies which i assume is a lot of money and she is kind of like the epitome of a starving artist you know she literally like there's a scene of her struggling she's owes three months worth of rent yeah which sounded like a lot more because kronos are it was like fifteen thousand. i'm like holy shit what yeah. is that and then i was like oh it's like fifteen hundred dollars i'm like okay yeah. i mean still that's a still a lot of money yeah. but i thought 15, I, yeah i thought she was you know i was like jesus how much is the studio but yeah it's watching the this sort of evolution and this 180 where you're watching it and you're you're tempted to go and i think a lot of people watching it would say what are you doing in terms of her dedication to him because he just is he just appears to be such a lost cause yeah and um on a serious note i will say that i i have had friends it's been years and there's a reason for that is because i i kind of had my fill with it um but in my teen years i had friends that were addicts and they're absolutely exhausting Uh, it's very difficult if you have an addict in your life child parent friend what have you sibling it's really exhausting when 
they're your relative, yeah. let alone when this person is not your relative and you can just easily walk away from them. But it's like they have a way of sucking you back in because, mm-hmm. you know, you see the person in there when they're not using. And so you keep going like you have this hope and you hang on to that person, but then they use and then they become this completely other person that Mm -hmm. steals from you and lies. And it's just drama, 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 drama. And it's really exhausting. And seeing as she didn't have to be, she sought out that friendship and not like she didn't know he was using. You could look at the guy and know he's gone through some shit and he's probably not in the best state of his life. And she went after that and sought that friendship whilst in a relationship which is like, oh, this well, is that's, weird. That's the thing I was thinking about, uh, because when you watch the documentary, you're like, wow, she spends a lot of time with him. And it, could the boyfriend get jealous? And there is one scene where he kind of brings that up a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, not like to any kind of big extreme. But then you got to think, well, this is over the course of years. Yeah. So it's not like she's spending every weekend with this guy. Right. I mean, it's, of course, the editing is going to yeah. make it seem like she sees him constantly. Yeah. Um, but even she had said at one point that, she would lose track of him. You wouldn't hear from him, which is that is the life of an addict. I had yeah. friends that I didn't hear from for a month or two, and then they just pop up out of nowhere. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, it was, it was a, a, a stress that she really didn't need to deal with. And um, I'm just amazed by the fact that I don't know why art is only um, what the hell's the word <laughs> words. <laughs> why is it only, um, worth something i guess when the artist has passed oh yeah i don't understand why the worth of that talent is based so heavily on on the breath of the creator (laughs) yeah Yeah. it just baffles me that she was struggling to pay her rent and that she wasn't able because there's parts where she's on the phone just trying to find galleries to take her work Mm -hmm. and it's like no i don't think so and no and i'm like how yeah how would you i don't know and i guess that sort of dark art and work is not for everyone there's obviously not enough people that would hang that up as he had stated not that there aren't because i certainly would but there just aren't enough yeah and so galleries don't want to waste their space Mm-hmm. with something that will probably not sell but it's shame it's a it's a really fascinating character study in in these two people and you know because look if somebody broke in here and stole my computer some junkie i don't know if i'd befriend them but mm-hmm. you know there was a it, there was a lot of really interesting things that happened because of it and again you know this is a different culture too mm-hmm. you know so uh, a lot of the sensibilities that i'm used to in my life uh, are you know, and that's part of what drew me to the story is that it's it's a different way of looking at things, and it's a different like I, that's not something I would do. But that doesn't mean that that that's that my approach is right or her approach is right or whatever. You know, and it's and and then the situation is so specific that you know it's hard to tell. But I don't know. It's just I think in terms of for pe- me, it's completely fascinating. In terms of peace of mind and what is healthy, I think it's fair to say that her approach makes more sense. In a way, she took it quite far, Mm. but she leans towards that forgiveness. You hear this a lot in murder cases and you hear about the family members visiting that person in jail Mm. and forgiving them. And uh, and almost all of them will say, I didn't forgive this person for them. I did it for me because the the, the raging hate that I was living with day in and day out, thinking about this person and hating them and hating them and hating them. 
uh, was damaging to myself. So yeah. that's why I forgave them. In certain cases, you know, you've seen the mother of of someone who was shot and killed and then embracing the murderer and that person crying, you know, because they didn't expect to be embraced. And then I feel like that's it takes a it takes a really big person. I don't think that I would have the strength. If somebody killed you, I don't think that I would have the strength to do that. But it's almost counterproductive in terms of being healing, because I think knowing that the family hates you, that sort of drives that as a person that really kindergarten does bad things <laughs> as a as a bad thing doer. Right. That's just going to that's going to solidify my my view on life. Well, fuck everybody. You know, fuck you. And I hate yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? Because people are screaming at you in court and they're lunging at you because they want you to die and all this stuff. Right. But when somebody says, hey, I forgive you and I want better for you and I hope you do better. That's like forcing conscious on, on somebody. Yeah. And they have to have that conscience. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> like I've done something terrible to good people. You know, you just kind of I, I think for a lot of people that that have a, a very violent background or a violent mindset, that what fuels them is the idea that the world is terrible and, and doesn't care about them. And so when they get that, it really sort of sets in that they've done something bad. It yeah. might actually make them feel worse right. than if they had just been hated. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I would be able to embrace somebody. I could see it maybe like if it was an accident and a true accident, not like, oh, this is the fifth time you've been driving drunk and you finally killed somebody because it's like you're an asshole. But like a genuine accident, I can understand being like, you know, this is painful, but it it could have happened to anybody or whatever. I I can I can see that. Um, So she had this really just this really peaceful approach. And I think also. Part of it was fueled by her wanting to get information. I think she wound yeah. up developing a closeness and, and a, a friendship with him. But also, you know, in the beginning, what this was sparked by was her wanting to know where the fuck her paintings were. Yeah. And so she was kind of like almost pandering mm-hmm. to him, you know, and like, oh, so I know I asked you this before, but Do you, you remember really anything? You don't remember. And he's like, no, no. And though he was so, um, so abrupt with his answers that it seemed like, oh, he must know. Yeah. He must know. Um, it, the story, if you watch the trailer, it doesn't go where you think it's going to. I thought it was going to be a different yeah. film. And then all this other shit happened. You're like, what? Um, I do want to comment on your adorable surprise when you said, wait, where is he? And I said, he's in prison. You're like, that's prison? And I was like, yeah, that's prison in Norway. <laughs> like That's when you watch prison shows. Yeah. Uh, here and it's like you've got a stainless steel scooped out slat with a mattress that's three quarters of an inch thick Mm -hmm. with filth and blood and piss stains on it and um you're in gen pop fighting for your life day in and day out yeah um that seeing the the environment that he was in I had actually said to you, I've stayed in motels that looked worse than that and I wasn't joking. Like I've I've stayed at some like when traveling and this was before Airbnb and it's like late at night and you got to stop. You're like, well, that's open yeah. <laughs> with the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Ring it the was, bell and it's, it's like, so, the fuck do you want? I mean, we've seen that before because we watch a lot of um, foreign mm-hmm. crime dramas. But it's just so fascinating to see how other countries deal with their um, prisoners and, and, and the, the um, 
corrections, you know, because that's the, the whole concept initially, right, was that's why it's called corrections, because they're trying to correct these people yeah. uh, out of their bad behavior and, and reintroduce them into society. They treat they treat it more as a, a, a rehabilitation versus a punishment, mm-hmm. right? you know, um, and, you know, they, he's with this psychiatrist and they talk through his problems and, you know, and so I don't know. And that's for another cultural difference. That that's was for like an auto accident, like reckless driving. Yeah. That he was issued um, like mandatory therapy. Yeah. For that. Yeah. But here, if you murdered five people, no interest in sitting you down with a psychiatrist and being like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like if there's any reason to have a psychiatrist, if there's anybody in prison, it would be violent offenders. Mm. Nothing. But over there, it's like, oh, did you, did you crash a car? Why? <laughs> Why you do? Yeah. Um, so this, like, oh, man, this is this is definitely like it goes into my top ten favorite documentaries. I don't know who gets bumped out because I have a couple of them. <laughs> I can't have you know twenty five top tens yeah. <laughs> as much as I'd like to. We'll just they'll swap out. out they'll the swap day. out. Yeah, I'll feng shui them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> Definitely watch this film. So we we watched it on Hulu, but it's not in for some reason. Hulu doesn't treat it like other films and shows where you can store it into your my stuff folder. Mm -hmm. You can't save it into anything. You have to just like type it in and either watch it or don't. Those are your two options. You can also obviously buy it or rent it um, through other platforms. But uh, with Hulu, I kept like trying to find a way to stick it in the folder and you just couldn't. You had to go back to it for some silly reason. Hulu, come on. Come on. Enough with that. There is like a fruit fly in here that has been taunting me. They're just hanging out. For the past hour. You know, they want to be apart. And speaking of recidivism and therapy, I'm going to murder it. (laughs) So, um, okay. Okay. That was was this week's show. I don't know what's going on next week. We've reached the end. I reached out to, I'm not going to say who. We can't tell you. Well, no, because... It may not happen. Yeah. Um, but I reached out to somebody and then they, they, they got back to me fairly quickly. And I thought, sweet. And they were like, sure, I'll be on the show. Just give me the info. And then I did. And I never heard from them again, which does happen. Um, so hopefully we'll have another guest on soon. Um, if there's anything you've been watching, again, you know the drill. Send it to us. Let yep. us know if you recommend anything. And, you know, we'll talk about stuff next week. Yeah. Like film, film type stuffs. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. And let us know um, if you got stuff that you want us to see and talk about. Send oh, it our, our way. Our teaser for bot dropped yep. this week, so you can find go on the the Send Three Productions websites and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, it's on YouTube. Send Three Productions. It's called Bot. It's on Vimeo, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, do that. Yeah, do and, it. And uh, yeah, let us know what what you think of the stuffs. Yeah, you worked really. You've been working on that for a long time. Yeah, building building a lot of the assets for the full short, and um, I'm almost done with that, and then I can start, you know, ani- animating. How and rendering. long? Just side note, I don't know. How long does it take then? Because the a lot of how this worked for us was that I was like I, I had an idea of what I wanted the robot to look like, and it's got a little wheel, and I wanted okay, so it's singular, this and that, and so yeah. I drew this really uh, puerile kindergarten robot, and then. 
you know, we go online and then we start picking different assets and you go, well, I like the way the arms are on this, but I don't like the head on that. Mm -hmm. And some of those things you can change. Sometimes you can't. Some of them might be like, oh, I like this part. You're like, I can't take that apart. It's got to be, oh, well, if I got to take the head with the arms, I don't like that. And then picking all the body parts. Mm -hmm. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I like all this. And then you were able to put those things together. Sure. But then when you do that from scratch, how long is that taking? Well, it depends. I mean, like to build those for things me, from the ground for up. For me, it would take a while because, uh, I mean, it's hard surface modeling, which is, you know, it's not like it's not like modeling a, uh, an organic face. You yeah. know, you're dealing with surfaces, so it's a little bit easier. And it just depends on how clear vision you have and how how good you are at uh, at doing it. You know, if I knew exactly what I wanted to build and I had like schematics and everything, I could build it probably pretty quickly. Mm. But um and by pretty quickly, I mean a couple of days, but, uh, you know, for me being able to just take apart a head from this person, uh, an arm from this person, a leg from there and, and put it all together, uh, it's just faster. And, you know, we're trying to expedite the process yeah, because it's going to be a lot to do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But but all the stuff, you know, all of the assets I'm taking, I'm heavily modifying. So some there's some instances where I'm like, you know, it would have been a lot faster if I just so probably, modeled this from yeah, scratch. Because it looks but, nothing like what we originally um, picked. And that's really the only thing that's stopping me from modeling a lot of the stuff from scratch is just the the time. Not the time of modeling, because that's whatever, but it's the time of design and, and scale and figuring out exactly what this thing looks like. Because although your your drawings are helpful, they're not... <laughs> They're not. Uh, they're not technical. You know what I mean. They're not technical kind of. Well, I wasn't. Things. I wasn't trying. No, I, no, I know. It was a chicken scratch that I was like, oh, but I mean, if I had to build that or build it, if I had to draw it, I probably could do that. Yeah. I just was like, oh, it, it should look like this, just because so, I figured we were going to use assets anyway. So yeah. it's just like, here's let's start looking through for stuff that looks like this. And there um, are there are assets. There's other things that I have built from scratch in it so it's a bit it's yeah. an amalgamation of and same with texturing a lot of the text most of the textures are textures i've made myself but a lot of them too are ones that are like part of a pack or whatever that i just dropped in there but i like to because the way octane works i like to kind of control my textures on myself because then i can if i'm using any image-based texturing i want to be able to kind of um, control the size of it and and control the the size both in in resolution and file size because then that can affect your rendering. Yeah. Just like you just felt defeated by the end of that sentence. Well, there was, because oh here's the thing, right? Oh, I oh God. was I've opened been up a can of worms. rendering out this trailer and for a while I was running out of memory on the GPU. I mean, this is all technical stuff that only Octane people will understand. So filmmakers, I'm sorry, but <clears throat> I was running out of memory on the GPU and I thought the scene was too many polygons and it was, <laughs> it was kind of like, I hate when there's too many polygons. Yeah. I'm telling a couple you. million polygons. But, you know, once I reduced all my textures to JPEGs and made them 2K, I had more than enough space. And the resolution was fine because I'm only doing 1080. I'm not going to render this out in 4K because I don't have a system like that. But, um, yeah, it's... Because your it's, wife's mean. Well, I mean, it would kind of be overkill for everything else I had to do. You know what I mean? I'm not like, going to render out in 4K because you're not going to let me spend a whole bunch of fucking money on shit anyway. Yeah. So you're going to make us pay mortgage. So... <sighs> well, it's something that, you know, I, I think 4K is a bit overkill in this well, case. Well, we've said that even with cameras. Yeah. Like, it's just... 
Like, I don't know. The, the thing, I think cameras are a little different. I like the resolution in cameras because things, if you don't, you can punch in and, and reframe a little bit if you have to, which I know some yeah, people sure, are very much it, against. But it is overkill. Having that extra resolution really adds a lot of flexibility in post. Whereas in this, I don't. But is flexibility worth what you're paying for 4K? I mean, you know, making a film a year and, yeah. you know, if you're do like if you're, if you're filming uh, nature documentaries, then yeah. Yeah. That's going to be we amazing. We shoot 4.6K. So. <laughs> but it's not, a, you know, just going back Yeah, I'm, into, I'm in no rush to get some kind of like 6 or 8K if camera. If you're, you're a first-time filmmaker, that is not on the top of your list. There's it's this interesting video. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I saw it. And I, I think I've, I liked it or favored it so I could watch it later. Is, um, it takes a 2K RE versus an 8K cell phone. Mm. You know, it's just interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, not that they're they're like competing against each other, but it's just the the concept of yeah. how, why resolution doesn't matter. You know, right. depends depends who you talk to. I actually heard uh, before we wrap up, I heard a funny. I didn't hear it. I read it. A funny comment about Ozark when I was reading all the comments, and somebody said, "I cannot get into that show because it looks like it was filmed underwater." <laughs> 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 and I'm like. Obviously not a filmmaker. Like you could, you know, uh, I knew this person was not a filmmaker at all. But I just thought, like, that is so funny to me that we would look at that grading mm -hmm. and that lighting and go, "Oh my god, so cool!" So it has like this kind of blue grade to it. It looks good. And then to 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 a layman, it's like, why does your film look like it's underwater? <laughs> yeah. All the work that you that you would funny. go into grading that and getting that look, kind of again, do we really fuss? with our image as much as like is that for everybody yeah so much as it is for other filmmakers because that's right. that that is what that person took from all of that work and all of that effort into developing that style and that look for that show and it they just aquamanned it yeah <laughs> it looks like it's filmed underwater Aquaman. And why do they blink on Aquaman? I still don't understand that. There's about a hundred things about Aquaman that didn't make sense. Uh, the first thing, how I actually sat through a good portion of it when it was on uh, on TV. I just, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how. I think it was more, like, it was just morbid curiosity at that point, just mm -hmm. to watch things and be like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is this happening? I don't understand. <laughs> like, like, why are they in a vehicle that has a roof? underwater yeah like if you can breathe underwater then why do you need to be dry inside the car yeah i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know guys it doesn't make any sense but anyway i just thought that that uh that comment was really interesting when you so when you're when you're sitting there editing a film and uh, you know trying so hard to get a specific look a specific grade just know that aside from other filmmakers nobody's really going to give a shit <laughs> most people yeah. watching that not even going to care or notice whether you did it or not uh do it anyway for you but I think it's just in those moments where you're like, this isn't looking the way I want it to look because maybe I'm not there on knowing how to get that look yet. Yeah. Just know that it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> just until you can get to that point, this will be fine. Other filmmakers may comment on that. Yeah. Other True. cinematographers and editors may comment on that and colorists. True story. But your audience is not going to care. No. Shout outs. Obviously. Mograph. To Mograph. Uh, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Diddy Geekin. Uh, Jean Michel was actually on uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's, mm -hmm. I guess, their show on AMC. AMC, they have like a show on yeah. there. And um, so he he's one of the owners of Mega Brain. We've talked about him a lot. So congrats to him. That was. 
pretty awesome to see. Um, yeah, not up for debate. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens and stuff Perry. like that, and to Perry, I don't know if Perry listens to this anymore. Yeah. If he doesn't respond to this, yeah, I'll know that he doesn't. Or at listen. least doesn't listen till the end. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. All right. If you're getting a shout out, you have to be a dedicated listener. Yeah. And if you're behind we'll seven tune shows in next week, and we'll let you know if Perry answered us. <laughs> if you're behind seven shows, you don't get a shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Yes. Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> Now that I'm going through puberty, um, we'll see you next week. Okay. Talk to you and stuff. Yes, indeed. Bye.